Hey guys, John Paulamy here. Welcome to the Reality Check for Sunday, November 28th, 2021. Before I get started, uh, just want to wish everybody a uh, hope that you had a happy Thanksgiving, that you are spending this time with friends and family. One thing I would have you think about, uh, something that I'm thinking about that I've been contemplating is giving thanks, not just on one day out of the year, not to say that most of you are doing that, this is not to chastise anyone, but to realize that this is one of the faults in our society. We are not grateful enough. We are not giving thanks enough for the things that we have. A lot of times we see people lamenting the things that they don't have. And I don't think this is uh, very good. You know, it's been estimated that somewhere around between 100 and 120 billion people have lived on this earth since man started inhabiting it. And I would suggest to you that living in 2021 in the United States, at least in most places in the United States, puts you in the upper one-tenth of one percent of all people of all time. Yes, things are kind of a drag right now with the vaccines, mandates, with the state of the government, the state of having to fight with the Davos man and these globalists and these Bolsheviks, but we're not involved in actual combat, at least yet. It's not like in 1917 in Russia or in 1780s, like in France or something like this. So perspective is important. And I think giving thanks for what we have, giving thanks to the Lord for the material blessings he gives us, for the fact that we live in a society that's pretty much still free. But also um, thinking about our salvation and our soul. I know a lot of people put emphasis on their material well-being, their um, body, their health. Yes, these things are important, but the health of the soul, the condition of the soul is the most important thing. And unfortunately, I think it is given a lot of short shift. It's not thought about or talked about or a lot of effort put into. So, you know, it's interesting as I dig deeper and move further into being an inquirer into orthodoxy. Um, one of the things I've been doing is um, there's an app I have on my phone. It's kind of interesting. It has the scriptural readings for the day, uh, the talks about stories of the various saints and martyrs. And when I read these people, a lot of them are monks. A lot of them were people that live aesthetic lives, that live lives of poverty. And they just wanted to pray and worship God and live lives of poverty and chastity. Now, this isn't for everybody. I know that. But what I think is interesting is, is to have a heart that's that grateful, that's that thankful to the Lord. Um, you know, not everybody's called to that. I, I don't suggest everybody should do that, but it's just interesting when you uh, look at these things. So encourage you to give some thought about that. Uh, encourage you to give some thought about not everybody has what we have um, and to do what you can to be thankful for the people around you, you know, even mentors that you've had, friends, people that have helped you. Um, I think this is very important. It shouldn't be reserved for just one day out of the year, in my view. So, well, we got to get into this stuff, whether we like it or not.
you know, I'm not going to talk too much about this guy. I'm not saying that he was an actual official card carrying BLM supporter. I don't really want to get into this guy's name. This isn't, you know, I don't really have CNN and cable and all that. So I don't keep up with what's going on. Just what I read in the, on the various websites, but this is right out of the uh, Milwaukee journal Sentinel on the, like the day after it happened. Uh, this is right before the holiday where this person ostensibly for some reason, unbeknownst to us at this point, although we can speculate based on their social media presence, drove into a Christmas parade and killed a bunch of people. Some of them were children and injured like over 40. I don't know if these numbers are accurate. I don't know if the death tolls went up. I apologize for not doing more research into it, but my main focus isn't to talk specifically about the actual deed, although each one of these people is important. This is a perfect example that I'm talking about, you know, you don't know when your time is going to come, right? Uh, so you need to prepare your soul for that. This is what we were talking about. Regardless, this heinous act, this evil act, this is part and parcel. And the next thing I'm going to talk about after this is one of the reasons why I've been making my inquiries in the Holy Orthodoxy, why I'm becoming closer to God and Jesus Christ. Um, there's evil in the world, folks, and this is a manifestation of it. You know, this person had a long history, criminal record. This person had a long online history where they um, ev evidently were a grieved person, uh, felt that, you know, uh, for whatever reason, they hated white people. They encouraged people to kill other white people, to kill white people. And I don't want to turn this into a racial thing. You know, we had a guy that, white guy that went into a black church and shot up a bunch of people. So, what I'm trying to tell you is there's evil in the world. And what I'm telling you is that the media, the powers that be, they want this evil and chaos, in my view, to keep happening, right? To drive people together. They want you to focus on this guy's race, not on the act itself or the individual. You know, one of the things that's like, well, will this get as much play as the Kyle Rittenhouse? No, it, it won't because it's not the narrative. The narrative isn't black people hating white people. The narrative is, is white that black people are oppressed because white people are racist. That's the narrative and they control it. So you're not going to see minute to minute, hour to hour coverage of this trial. You're not going to see this is going to get memory hold. Okay. Um, you can go to different websites like American Renaissance and other sites where they track all this stuff, Colin Flattery, you know, white girl bleed a lot. Uh, they track that stuff if you're interested, you know, but that's, this is not mainstream. And there's a reason why, which I'm not going to get into. I want to focus just necessarily on the, the evil that's present in the world. And what would make somebody do this? Even if you hate people, why, why would you, I mean, you hate yourself so bad you want to destroy the rest of your life also. You have no self-preservation instinct. You know, you're going to go to prison for the rest of your life. You know, I mean, what is, is this demonic possession? What is, what is in the heart of this person that's driving? They're so evil and twisted that they think this is going to do something. Now you're sitting in a jail cell for the rest of your life. Why thinking about this? You know, I, I don't get it. Um, it's, you know, I'm not judging. I'm not trying to, you know, I don't know what's in the heart of these people, but it's just, it's insanity. It's literal insanity. It's evil. You know, this is even worse. This is in New York City. This is a picture that was taken from a security camera. I mean, this is how dumb people are to begin with. This guy on the left here is a, I think, a some type of drug addict, fentanyl addict, heroin addict. I don't know. He's known. This is a public housing project, which are 
which are nothing but areas of dysfunction and all kinds of psychopathy. Um, but this is a stairwell. And this is an individual that was arrested, and he is setting this passed out addict on fire with a lighter. This guy caught on fire. Uh, he never even woke up, from what I understand, uh, during this. He was burned over 75% of his body with second and third degree burns. He lived for about 13 days and then succumbed to his injuries and died. I believe he, he lived in this apartment building or came and went. His mom lived here. Uh, he's passed out here. Uh, what I also read, I believe, in the article was somebody, when he was first originally on fire, just walked, jumped over him or stepped over him to get down and didn't even bother to put the guy out. Eventually, the stench of the burning flesh and clothes permeated the floor and people came out of their apartments and extinguished the guy. But just think, this guy here on the right, here we have a guy that has, for some reason, I, I don't even know why, there's no excuse. You can't come to uh, any rational reason why you would set another human being on fire with a lighter. I don't, I can't even begin to under, try to understand that. And, you know, the, the, the first order of government, in my view, or the authorities is to maintain an orderly society. Um, that includes clean water, sewage, picking up garbage, but it also means dealing with criminal elements. And what I think we've seen in a lot of these larger cities that are controlled by these Bolsheviks, politicians that want to change the United States, that want to de-evolve de it, that want to turn it, that want chaos, that want turmoil, because they feel that that you know, is tearing down the old order to be replaced by what we don't, we're not told. And we decriminalize crimes. We tell people it's all right to be drug addicts. We let people wander around with mental illness uh, on the streets like zombies. And we call that compassion. And this is, you know, the kind of stuff that I think it, it, it helps lead to. Um, we have complete disorder and chaos, which is exactly the septic tank and sludge pit that Satan likes to operate in. And what would possess an individual here on the right to set another human being on fire? I mean, doesn't matter if this guy's a drug addict. It doesn't matter if this guy's homeless. It doesn't matter if this guy is in the lower parts of society or he has all kinds of possible mental problems or other issues. We don't know. We can't possibly know. Doesn't mean that he's less human or not made in the image of God. And what would give the right of somebody else to, or the inclination even to set somebody on fire with a security camera right there to boot? I mean, I can't... Uh, I can't even get my head wrapped around it. It's uh, it's very disconcerting. Um, the evil that's in the world, the evil that's manifested, and the civil authorities have an obligation to push back on this, to create order as much as they can, to limit the chaos, to deal with the criminal element in a swift, just, and you know, manner that protects other people. And what we've said is just do whatever you want because you have the right to do that and decriminalize things. And then we have people just running into stores, breaking the glass, taking everything. I mean, this is just complete chaos and disorder and lawlessness. And uh, it certainly is not uh, going to lead to a flourishing civilization. Let's put it that way. This is even beyond the, I mean, you don't, you wouldn't even try this in a developing country or a third world crap hole. 
you wouldn't go around and just smash and grab. I mean, they have militia and cops. You, you would be, if you tried this in Ukraine or Russia, one ran four or five people run into a store or 20 people. Let me tell you, if the militia ever got a hold of you, you would be beaten. So it would be unbelievable. So if we're going to allow disorder, chaos, and lawlessness to flourish, then we're going to get more of it. And we're going to get more disorder. We're going to get less civilized. And we're going to have, you know, I don't know what's going on in this person's head. I hope that they will um, come to some repentance. Uh, I, I don't even know what to say. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. So now we have a new COVID variant. Variant, and from an article I'm going to post, or this is something that we thought what might happen. You know, basic biology, high school biology teaches about viruses. You know, viruses they don't really think, they don't really. Um, they have one thing they want to do. They want to propagate themselves, right? And they will do. They will mutate and adapt themselves to new environmental conditions. And so what was part of the concern that many esteemed and um, ignored, by the way, virologists and immunologists said that there was a risk that if you focused on just the spike protein and this therapeutic that they force everybody to get, that they're mandating people get, that you're going to put the virus in a situation where it's going to find a way, because it's a leaky vaccine, because it doesn't eradicate the virus, that the surviving virus would find a way to adapt itself and flourish around the mechanism of the spike protein antibody. And so that appears to be what has happened. Um, like we said, the virus is going to virus. It's going to, it's going to follow its adapta adaptation mechanism and try to figure a way to continue propagating itself. That's all it does. It doesn't want to do anything else but that. And so when you, instead of allowing your God-given immune system to deal with this virus, which the immune system, as I've said before, you know, attacks the virus from several different angles, rips it apart, and creates various attack vectors to deal with the virus, and then imprints that information into your immune system so that when it runs into the virus again, it can have a swift uh, and uh, effective, you know, uh, immunity, immune response to the virus. Instead, we've tried to short circuit that. We tried to play God and we've got into this, you know, um, Frankenstein type situation. Now we have a situation where we have this new variant and it's basically going to render all of the effort that they made around these mandates and around getting all these hundreds of millions of people, possibly billions of people vaccinated all for nothing. And in the meantime, you've affected all kinds of people with the side effects, with the heart issues, with the myocarditis, pericarditis, strokes, um, you know, certain neurological, all these adverse reactions for nothing. And so my question is going to be, what is going to be the response of people that bought into this? What is going to be the response what is going to be the backlash? How are the powers that be? How are Fauci and the rest of his cronies? How is Davos man going to manage this? Because the cat is out of the bag, is going to be out of the bag at least in the next month or so. You know, in the northern hemisphere, in the colder regions, we're getting into typical seasonality for upper respiratory viruses. 
that happens every year, just like in the South, like we in Texas and throughout the Southeast, we already went through our spike because we have a seasonality of viruses into the uh, summer months. And I read a great paper, I believe it was from a guy in Denmark, who suggested that this is because what happens is, is you know, you're inside using air conditioning, you're in dry conditions, and your nasal passages and your mucus gets um, dried out. And you've short circuited your body's natural mechanism, this area which catches the virus, your mucus, and your mucus membranes, all that stuff's dried out. Well, a similar thing happens up north, right? It gets cold, people go inside, they have uh, heating and it gets uh, less humid and you dry out your nasal passages and this virus is able to uh, propagate itself a lot easier uh, because it's not getting caught up in your body's self-defense mechanism. So long story short, um, this thing's going to, uh, now I'm not saying it's gonna be more uh, deadly, I don't know. It appears already that they're starting to say the powers of be are saying this thing spreads quicker. But another thing that we hope we, can have some hope and or confidence in is typically these viruses evolve or adapt themselves into situations where they become easier to spread yet less um, deadly. And if that's the case, then uh, that would be great. Uh, but messing around with biology and God give, you know, for something that, you know, 99.7% of the people survive, this was stupid people that were eminent virologists, immunologists, people that had put protocols together on how to deal with these outbreaks. It was all thrown over the side because Mr. Fauci and the bureaucrats in the uh, World Health Organization and Davos man who wanted to use this virus as a, um, uh, a, a way to move forward a alien agenda, if you will, uh, an agenda to take more control, to take more power, to take more money, um, got their way. And people that knew what they were talking about were marginalized. Um, Dr. Robert Malone, somebody that was part of the original mRNA, I mean, some people call him the inventor of the mRNA technology. He's not even allowed on social media. He has he has a Twitter account, but he, he's constantly being banned and thrown off. He, no one listens to him. Um, other eminent uh, people uh, that are highly educated people, people are, are, are we're all, the only person that matters is Dr. Fauci. And so now we have the situation. I'll put a link to this article, which I suggest you read because it's very interesting. A first case in Europe of the new variant of COVID-19 has been identified in Belgium in an unvaccinated young adult woman who developed mild flu-like symptoms 11 days after traveling to Egypt via Turkey. Luckily, uh, it seems like she has mild flu-like symptoms, which is what we would hope to see on any new um, variants. This means it's already everywhere, and it should be pretty obvious that the vaccines don't work against this. Israel reported a positive case in a 32-year-old woman who received her third shot two months ago. Okay, so this thing has now adapted itself to run around the uh, spike protein that Pfizer and Moderna, uh, the original, back to the original alpha virus uh, through the various uh, variants now has adapted itself where it can evade these antibodies, these fake antibodies that are created. Vaccinated people are now stuck with this mediocre immune response that's intended for a variant that no longer exists. This really looks like the scenario where you're worse off being vaccinated than if you are unvaccinated. And if this is somehow not yet the big one, the one that uses everyone's highly identical immune response against the Wuhan version of the spike protein to its own advantage, 
then you can rest assured that when it grows dominant, it will be giving birth to descendants that will do the trick. The article goes on. It's talking about, uh, they actually get into the mutations that were required for the Delta variant to adapt itself around the spike protein so-called vaccine. Let me grab an old study from Japanese scientists who tried to answer the question, under what circumstances do we need to see antibody-dependent enhancement? That is, a situation in which the virus uses your overall vaccine-induced antibody response to its own advantage, leaving you worse off than if you had never been vaccinated in the first place. They determined it's pretty, pretty easy. You take Delta and you add these four mutations, and here's the mutations listed, okay? Um, if you throw these four mutations into Delta, you have a version that uses your vaccine-induced antibody response to its own advantage. And so basically, they go on to show that two of the four mutations have taken place, and two of the uh, remaining four are very, uh, they didn't get the exact mutations, but they're close enough to allow the virus to evade the antibody response. You know, it's very interesting how things work, right? These viruses, you know, there's some uh, discussion or arguments in science circles about whether a virus is actually a living organism, because it doesn't have respiration, some other reasons. But isn't it interesting how fast these things can adapt and how things, you know, just want to continue doing what they do? I mean, it's kind of like reminds me of the Richard Dreyfuss line in the movie Jaws. You know, he points up to that uh, sunscreen billboard and he said, those are the correct proportions. What you're dealing with here is the evolutionary um, perfect organism. All this thing does is swim, eat, and make little sharks. That's all it does. That's all this virus does is propagate itself. That's its only intention to continue propagating itself. So we went after it with, you know, maybe it was good intentions. Maybe it was a profit uh, seeking motive. I don't know the intentions of the people that were involved in this. Okay. I don't know for sure if this was uh, a bioweapons thing that got loose. Uh, we do know that there's been allegations and there's been some proof that Mr. Fauci was financing this type of stuff with the Wuhan investigations into this with the Wuhan lab and doing enhanced uh uh, virus development uh, for whatever reason we don't know. But anyways, uh, let's continue on with the article. The vaccine manufacturers are saying they'll need two weeks before figuring out whether the vaccines will need to be updated or not. I don't think you need two weeks to figure out these vaccines are useless against this thing. If healthy 32-year-old triple vaccinated people are getting infected and spreading this thing, then your vaccine is useless. And so what I think is interesting is what's going to happen over the next like I said, we're entering now in the Northern Hemisphere, in the Northern places where it's cold, the seasonality where upper respiratory viruses of which coronavirus is one of many is now becoming prevalent. And if what's gonna happen with all of these people, especially people that are true believers, a lot of these blue states where people have made these decisions based primarily on pol their politics, uh, where people have abdicated responsibility to educate themselves, where people have uh, just fallen in line for various reasons. Um, and now they're going to get rug pulled when they have done all these things and end up getting sick or possibly even getting very sick or even dying. We don't know yet. Um, so what's going to be the response of Davos, man? What's going to be the response, response of Mr. Fauci? What's going to be the response of the federal government and all these liars that have been lying to us, okay? 
you know, they're already starting to walk this back. I'm going to show you a video here in a minute, Mr. Gates himself. I'm going to show you a montage of about two and a half minutes of how they've moved the goalposts on you. And even Mr. Gates and Fauci now are saying these things are not as effective as they thought they were going to be. Okay, so it's going to be very interesting to see because their whole agenda is, is based on getting you to believe having a never ending crisis and fear porn around this COVID virus. So it'll be interesting to see what they're going to do now and what the if there's going to be a backlash uh, by a significant portion of people that feel like they got rug pulled on this deal. So let's try to find the video. I'm going to have to try to figure this out real quick. Give me, please be patient. I got to make sure I do this correctly because I screwed it up before. Okay, let's see if we can make this work. This will be a video, it's two minutes. Uh, I think you'll find it interesting. Hopefully you can hear it. There's been over a 20 to one return. If you had put that money into an S&P 500 and reinvested the dividends, you'd come up with something like $17 billion, but you think it's $200 billion. Here, yeah. You're okay, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get COVID if you have these vaccinations. These vaccines are highly, highly effective. Vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. They're really, really good against variants. Everyone who takes the vaccine is not just protecting themselves, but reducing their transmission uh, to other people and allowing society to get back to normal. Get your first shot, and when you're due for your second, get your second shot. Our key goal is to stop the transmission, to get the immunity levels up so that you get almost no, almost no uh, infection going on whatsoever. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. If you're vaccinated, you're not going to be hospitalized, you're not going to be in an ICU unit, and you're not going to die. If you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Anyone who is fully vaccinated can participate in indoor and outdoor activities, large or small, without wearing a mask or physical distancing. But what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. You know, we didn't have vaccines to block transmission. We got vaccines that help you with your health, but they only slightly reduce the transmissions. We need a new, new way of doing the vaccine. The level of virus in the nasopharynx of a person who's vaccinated and infected is the same level as the level of virus in the nasopharynx of an unvaccinated person. Reports from our international colleagues, including Israel, suggest increased risk of severe disease amongst those vaccinated early. And if you look at Israel, mm -hmm. which has always been a month to a month and a half ahead of us, they are seeing a waning of immunity, not only against infection, but against hospitalizations and to some extent death. The booster might actually be an essential part of the primary regimen that people should have. The plan is for every, every adult to get a booster shot. It's uh, clearly one of the best investments uh, I've ever been involved in. Okay, so there you have it, right? Um,
me see here what I'm doing. I'm gonna make sure I don't screw all this up for you. I did this last time, I don't know what happened to my camera. There we are. I don't know. Um, Okay, um, so they lied to you. It's on the record that they lied to you. They then moved the goalposts and you still trust them. I'm not saying that people don't listen to these, uh, to these videos, but think of the people that you know in your life. I mean, show them this video. I mean, the cognitive dissonance is strong, right? The, the evil is strong. They want to believe, you know, and um, now... <laughs> we have this variant coming in and everything they did was for nothing. And, you know, the textbooks on how to control these upper respiratory viruses are very clear. Um, we did not follow the recognized protocols. So the question becomes, why didn't we follow them? The, the, what they say to do for these upper, upper respiratory outbreaks to control them is to deal with the people that are vulnerable, i.e. the elderly and people that have a lot of comorbidities, or which is a lot of times both, and then let this thing propagate through the healthy population in order to build herd immunity. But that's not profits, it's not billions of dollars for Pfizer and Moderna, right? We've talked about the pharmaceutical industry before. I mean, this is just a sham. And then of course the overall agenda, which is to you know, get more power to do the build back better agenda, the world economic forum and all that. That's not conspiracy. Okay. You see the agenda playing out all over the world the same way, the same stuff being tried everywhere. So yeah, it's, uh, it's not cool. So I wanted to show you also another video about the great way to solve supply chain issues. So they're trying to have these vaccine vaccine mandates. And here's a short interview with a guy, I believe he's the head of the American Truckers Association, something like that, transport, you know, something to do with truckers. And basically did a survey of the guys, the truckers in this country, which are kind of like, you know, open road guys. They kind of are off by themselves, Lone Wolf McQuaid driving a truck all day. And, you know, they're kind of free spirits. They're kind of liberty mind. They're kind of like last of the cowboys, if you will, right? So they don't really take kindly. The reason that they're out there, a lot of them, is because they don't want to work at a regular job and have a, somebody telling them what to do eight hours a day. And so uh, basically the mandates were brought out by the Biden administration and they surveyed the truckers and 37% of the truckers said no, but hell no to, to well, Biden's vaccine mandate. This guy, listen to what this guy says in the video. It's very interesting. What would happen if you don't even, if you only have 3.7% of the people um, uh, actually of the truckers, um, not go along with this. Let me find the video real quick. Got to shuffle around here trying to figure out what I'm doing. Okay. I think I've got it. 
oops, I got to turn on the Let me restart this for you. Okay. When we're talking about how the drivers would uh, feel about a, ma a vaccine mandate, what, what, what kind of reactions are you getting from them on that? Just all of them required for a vaccine to do business. Yeah, I, I want to be clear and qualify this, that this isn't about being pro or anti-vax for us. Um, you know, we're been, we've been moving the vaccine, PPE and test kits. So this is uh, something our industry is very forward-leaning on. Uh, but in our sample survey of our fleets, uh, it, it came back as 37% of our drivers not only said no, but hell no. Now, let's just take a conservative number. Let's just say 3.7%, not 37%, were to actually leave rather than get the vaccine. That'd be catastrophic. We're already short 80,000. That's going to inflate to a quarter million. So for us, you know, we've tried to be very clear with the administration that if you do this, I understand the logic behind it, but if you do this, these are the consequences. So if you're trying to solve the supply chain problem, you know, you're actually compounding it and actually hurting the very problem that you're trying to fix on the vaccine side. So, you know, be careful what you wish for here. So that's pretty interesting, right? I mean, we have a situation where, hold on. We have a situation where this guy says, basically, you don't even need 37%. I mean, 37% of the truckers, if they down tools, if they didn't drive because of this vaccine mandate, I mean, that would be catastrophic to the country. I mean, that would be like, forget about it. I mean, the store shelves would be empty in three days. But he's saying, you know, you already have an 80,000 driver shortage right now before the mandates. And if you only had 3.7% of the truckers down tools or refuse to uh, comply, it would go up to a quarter million. So a quarter million drivers, you would be short, and that would be catastrophic. So then you have to ask yourself um, a couple thoughts here. You have to ask yourself, is this deliberate or are these people... You know, is this delivered by the administration to crash the economy? Is this part of the agenda that crashed the economy so we can build back better so that we can take full control? So people can be so demoralized, so poor, so hungry, so desperate that they'll do whatever, you know, Joe Biden and the minions from Davos tell us what to do. Is that the plan? Or are these people just so stupid they don't even know what they're doing? I mean, what is really going on here? It's like when presented with a decision uh, of making A or B decisions, A being the worst decision you could make, B being you know the right decision, they always pick A. So you have to ask yourself at what point uh, you know this goes beyond just incompetence and turns into this is deliberate. I'll let you ponder that and answer that. The other thing I'm tired of is these executives or these people trying to walk the line. Oh, we're not, I just want to make it clear we're not anti-vax. I'm not anti-vax either. I'm for polio. I have all, I travel, I used to travel all over the world. I went to third world countries where you had to have certain vaccines, but they weren't vaccines that were rushed through and caused all kinds of side effects, okay? They were, they were vaccines that took decades, a decade or more in many cases, to 
be tested properly so we knew the full impact of the possible side effects. So the confidence level was high that they actually worked, number one, and number two, they were relatively safe. Okay, so, so qualifying it, well, I don't agree with your agenda and this fake vaccine that the Pfizer and Moderna threw together with no liability, they have a liability shield, right, with the lies surrounding it. Uh, and then if I don't agree with injecting this into me, which it doesn't even work now, because the variant did exactly what a lot of virologists said it was going to do, adapt itself around it. And so I, I didn't get this thing, you know. It's like I've told somebody recently, well, why aren't you, are you going to get this or not? No, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to take this thing when I have a point, you know, if my age and comorbidities, I have a 99.3% chance of surviving if I get COVID. You know, I could die of anything. I'm 54 years old. I have a comorbidity, okay? I'm not going to take this, okay? Because what if, you know, what if I get myocarditis? What if I have a stroke and die? What if I have a heart attack and die that's caused by this? And this is happening left and right with soccer players that are top-notch athletes. It's happening, uh, I, you know, I follow websites where people are dropping dead left and right and taking this thing. And everybody's just whistling past the graveyard, pretending it's not happening. Who's going to take care of my people? Who's going to take care of my family? Who's going to reimburse? Who's going to, if, I, if I'm disabled and can't work, what am I supposed to do? Then go on disability and get like a check for $800 a month and live in a trailer park with tinfoil on the windows? No, I'm not doing that. Uh, this is not Ebola. This is not a big deal. It's not. We know. We have the facts now. And I'm not going to get rug pulled. I'm not going to get carried into doing this. I'm just not going to do it. It's too much lies and deception surrounding it for this thing to be a good thing. I've said it before. All right, moving on. So here's, you know, this is another thing. Like, are these people like serious? Are they dumb? Are they just lie and think that you can't figure this out? How much contempt they have for you? So here's Elizabeth Warren, a senator, okay, serving in Congress. You know, she's kind of wacky. She put out a tweet the other day, wondering why your Thanksgiving groceries cost more this year. <laughs> Get ready for it. Here it comes. It's because greedy corporations are charging America's extra just to keep their stock prices high. This is outrageous. I mean, I don't know if she actually believes this. I don't know this person. I don't know if she just says this because she thinks it plays and she thinks you're stupid and you'll actually believe this. The reason why groceries cost more is because the government locked down the, the country disrupted the supply chains. Well, the whole world, the governments of the world disrupted supply chains that created supply bottlenecks. That's one reason. And it was exacerbated by the Federal Reserve printing trillions and trillions of currency units and the federal government just spewing them out into the economy. So if you have less goods and more currency units chasing less goods, you're going to have price rises. Now, I'm no fan of big corporations and they're going to try to maximize their profits. But don't sit here and tell me that food prices are up 40 or 50% because of greedy corporations. That simply is not true. And if she doesn't know this, she can't be a U.S. senator. But these people are elected by your fellow citizens. This is why I'm not a big fan of democracy, folks. Plays to the lowest common denominator. You know, the other thing, I, didn't, I don't want to give Elizabeth Warren too much publicity here. It's funny, you know, she flew back to wherever she's from, Oklahoma, I don't know, Massachusetts, wherever, I don't know where she's from, wherever she, she was in some kitchen, she was holding up a casserole dish with sweet potatoes with marshmallows on it. And then the caption was, you know, at least I didn't burn the marshmallows this year. And then in the background, you see this gas stove and range, natural gas 
powered, which is, you know, the best way to cook at actually, it gives you a lot of flexibility when you're cooking dishes. But this is the person that's all about climate change, right? And she has a natural gas stove and range in her house. Unbelievable. These people don't like, they just don't, this is why I can't believe it's that organizer, some master devious plan. These people are just not smart people. They're just making it up as they go along. I, I, I don't know. There are people, I think, trying to advance an agenda around the world, but it can't be these people. They're just too dumb. They can't buy it. So let's talk about Mr. Biden collapsing in the polls. You know, no one voted for this. Um, the disaster of the pullout in Afghanistan, the high gas prices, the inflation, the economic situation deteriorating, um, shortages. Um, more people have died this year since Mr. Biden has been in president than died last year uh, of, of COVID, supposedly, if you want to believe the numbers, if you want to believe with COVID or actual COVID. Um, but this guy's in big trouble. There's, here's the Real clear politics, aggregated polling for the job approval, takes all of the polls you'll note here on the left, the dates, the samples, the approves, disapprove, and the spread, and it aggregates this over um, a period of time. So what you have is a situation where um, if you take all the polls together and average them, this has been a pretty good thing to do because these polls, you don't know them, you know, what they're, how they're doing it. They have a tendency to skew a certain way. You know, this is likely voters, registered voters, you know, that type of stuff. 41.6% um, approve of the job that Mr. Biden's doing, 53% disapprove. He's had an 11.5% negative spread. And um, Mrs. Harris there, Kamala Harris, that's kind of disappeared. You know, she's like in the 20s, I've heard 28% approval or something like something crazy. These people, it's it's completely, completely disintegrating around them. Um, this guy's out to lunch. There's no way this guy is suffering from dementia. This guy doesn't know what's going on. He's not calling the plays. He's not making policy. He's got handlers behind him. And what I think has happened is a progressive, progressive woke element is trying to push through a radical agenda. He's rubber stamping it. He doesn't know what's going on. And they know, I think, that they're running out of time and they're desperate to get this through because I can tell you in 2022, if this stays the same, now this might improve temporarily when we see gas prices come down the next couple of weeks because oil prices have pulled back significantly. But if you watch my other channel and follow my financial discussions, you know that I think oil prices are going substantially higher. And uh, that's going to be a problem. The one thing that people will not stand for in this country is their standard of living going down. And, you know, I saw a report the other day, I was listening to a uh, thing on Twitter where they have, have like people get on there and talk about things. I forget what it's called. It's not teams. It's something. Anyways, there's, and they were talking about uh, credit card usage and balances going up with people that make $50,000 and less. And it's not because they feel so confident about the economy. They're out there spending money. They're spending money and living off credit cards because the inflation they cannot survive any other way. Price rises are so high and so fast that they're just going using credit cards just to buy food and other necessities. So I would suggest to you that uh, we got a real mess on our hands. Uh, these people are not gonna make it better. It's gonna get worse. It's like every decision that they make is the wrong decision. 
and people are not going to stand for it. So um, we will see what happens, but uh, this is not good. So uh, that's it for this week, guys. That's a reality check. Uh, please leave your comments if you have any. I don't ask you to agree with everything that I say. I will put links to the show notes or to the articles that I reference so you can do your own reading, do your own investigation, and make your own conclusions. That's it for this week. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys.